0: Are you still tab hoarding? Yeah,
1: I am. But I don't even need these tabs.
0: I went the extra mile. I actually read all of my text messages. Oh, yeah? Because, you know, I was holding on to like those couple just because it was reminding me of bills that were coming due. I'm at zero notifications, like across the board.
1: Oh, you read those text messages? All of them. lucky you. Not me. Thanksgiving, you know, the day before. It's kind of like with your period where... Can't
0: relate. (laughs) But I can empathize. You've
1: heard... It's said that, you know, the week before your period, you're like pre-menstrual. The week of your period, you're menstrual. And the week after your period, you're postmenstrual. So mm-hmm. it's like, basically... You
0: have like one free week a month.
1: One free week to just be psychologically sound. I feel like Thanksgiving is the same. The day before, like days yeah. leading up, it's like kind of Thanksgiving. And then it's Thanksgiving. And yep. then today's the day after Thanksgiving. And I feel... Like, it's still Thanksgiving, and I literally was, like, like I have a weekly meeting with someone on Fridays. I was, like, should we cancel since Thanksgiving was yesterday?
0: I love that. And they
1: were, like, no, I'm good. I was, like...
0: Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I guess I'll come, then. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Apparently, not everyone considers holidays to be week-long events.
0: True. And also, it's, like, Thanksgiving is kind of, like, the kickoff period, where, like, really, from now until, like, New Year's Day... Yeah. Or like January 2nd. Nothing meaningful happens.
1: True. Everyone's off the clock.
0: It's like one long Sunday.
1: Absolutely. And like then you got MLK Day. Like you're going to get a three-day weekend. It just resets the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. We
0: live for the holidays. We're pretty much
1: all holidays until about President's Day.
0: So I don't even know when that is.
1: February. Okay. And then finally, then it's the real dreary months. I feel like past February, is just waiting for summer. Yeah. Anyway, welcome and bienvenue. Bienvenue. Welcome. Guys, it's the day after Thanksgiving.
0: I still kind of have a turkey coma.
1: My belly is so full. I looked in the mirror, I was like, wow. Yeah. That is incredible.
0: I did that.
1: I did that. It's Mm -hmm. all in there. And I'm eating leftovers still.
0: Oh, honestly, leftovers are like the only reason to celebrate the colonialist holiday that is Thanksgiving.
1: You love the leftovers?
0: It's like the only reason.
1: See, for me, it's more obligatory. Like, I have to finish food. Like, I wish I didn't have leftovers. Mm. But because they're there, it's like I cannot possibly cook something great
0: thanksgiving lunch sandwich the next day
1: Ooh, yeah
0: with the moist maker
1: i actually am gonna gag like i I guess i'm just so full in this moment (laughs) no i don't mind the word moist actually i think it's a fine word
0: that was such a thing people pretended to be so like eked out by that
1: word that was chewy find
0: a new personality
1: yeah exactly it was very like i don't know not liking the word moist is like
0: it doesn't make you interesting barbara i'm sorry yeah
1: exactly Exactly, exactly. It's very, like, 2005. Yeah. My Thanksgiving, I want I wanted to tell you about. Yeah, because so, you,
0: you were hanging out with all, sort of, like, all new people, yes,
1: right? Yes. I was a guest at a Thanksgiving where I only knew one person. Okay. And You've also I, been
0: on this sort of, like, kick of, like... Pranking people well, around you. Did you prank anybody at this Thanksgiving? I
1: brought the fart bag. You'll okay, so remember from for last our week. listener. Well, so you,
0: I'm sure you've heard by now.
1: Oh, I was gonna say, did you edit it out? Brett? Yeah,
0: that doesn't exist. So tell our listeners when you say the fart bag.
1: So last week I brought a little surprise to our recording session, and even before we started recording, I was pretending that I had uncontrollable flatulence
0: i'm still kind of shook by that by and
1: the way. even when we were recording i farted i was farting and then finally i, I, let, I let the cat out of the bag
0: i wasn't so much shocked by the fact that they were happening but more so over the perceived level of control that you had over mm. them
1: like before you knew that i couldn't I
0: was... believe it was like they were on demand
1: and you were not sharing that with me you were just being polite and being...
0: Well, because what's the point in shaming? I just thought you were that comfortable enough around me that you were like, I just, I can exist.
1: I love that. It's a testament to how comfortable you think I am. <laughs> Which now I know that, like, I, I am in a safe space too See, far loudly
0: because i don't do that like yeah, I, i've never heard i, heard I would just as soon explode like a <laughs> you macy's would never... day balloon that had been overinflated like that
1: <laughs> so i went to thanksgiving in long beach mm-hmm. and i was at a friend's and she is uh, a little bit older than me and her kids are a little bit younger than me okay and it was like her sisters and their kids and it was just like literally it was me amongst this like extended family we like
0: have a great american melting pot gen z gen x however millennial.
1: full house of liberals And full house of atheists. Like there was not a god fearing person in that room, and there was not a. I don't even think there was a centrist in that room. Wow. Everyone was so there was no political. Careful,
0: you'll get put on the list. If I what? Being in a room with that many leftists.
1: I know. I was like... I literally made a joke. I was like, I guess we're not going to get into any heated political debate tonight. And, you know, I'm just shooting the breeze with grandma and grandpa and aunts and uncles. And, you know, we eat... And they didn't do turkey. They did fried chicken. It was wonderful. We eat this whole meal. And then, you know, the kids like they kind of disappear. And I'm like, wait, where'd all the kids go? So I then find the kids and they are in the like one of the kids bathrooms like smoking weed pens
0: amazing and, welcome to california yeah
1: and i like going. they're all like they're all like between the ages of 18 and 22 oh, okay hardcore gen z got it and you know here i am 10 years older than mm-hmm. them but still feeling like you know i i'm more like i'm just like right in between these two generations yeah. you know i'm not i'm not gen x and i'm not gen z i'm gen y i'm yeah. a millennial so i'm in this bathroom and i'm like what are you guys doing and i'm like trying to be cool i'm like do they think i'm a loser do they think i'm like that old person who's like trying to hang with the young you're like the
0: big sister who like came back yeah and like yeah. i'm a
1: little more like it's crazy to realize like I'm just, i just am a little more straight edge than them because i'm yeah. a millennial like the the gen zers are so zangy like they're so anti establishment. Mm-hmm. They all have like crazy haircuts and crazy makeup and like don't give any fucks love and you know they're all like non-binary and i just feel like this fucking square so i like go in there and i'm like hey y'all like what are we doing and they're like oh, i just smoking i was like oh can i hit can i hit that you know gotta gotta show them cool but also would love to smoke weed yeah and so i'm smoking their pen and we're talking and we get talking about jokes and they were talking about a joke that was made at the dinner table and they were like rating the joke. They were like, Yeah, that was like a seven out of ten.
0: Amazing. And then
1: someone goes, Well, what would a ten out of ten be? And at that point, I basically stand up and I'm like, guys, I gotta go back to the rest of the party. And then I just go, <laughs> A,
0: what were their faces?
1: They were dying. Like
0: B all was out of ten. What? And was that a 10? That was a 10. They were like, perfect. no,
1: that. It was just like, I didn't know when I was going to use a fart bag because, you know, it's not like. It's got to be perfect. And it's like, it's also, you know, I don't know these people. Like, it's right. hard for me to keep up like a fart joke when, you know, people just think you're gassy. Yeah. And so I hadn't used the thing yet, but I'd been there for like a couple hours at this point, And I was like, oh, this is the moment. <laughs> it was so good. They laughed so hard. And I was like, I'm in. Yeah. I'm totally in with Gen Z. And. So yeah, there was that. I also learned that like Tumblr is back, yeah. baby. Like I well, thought you know Tumblr what was started. Back.
0: It's not like it ever actually went away. But right. Like now it's back because I guess now they're allowing nudity back on the platform,
1: but not porn.
0: Well, it's like they never really which is al- fine. they never really like quote unquote allowed, I don't think, porn. I think it always had to be like technically artistic. So like if if somebody posted just like straight up porn and it got reported, they would obviously take down the account. But when it got sold, I think it was like Yahoo or somebody who yeah. bought it, they instituted like a very hardline, right? Like, no nudity. Family friendly now. Very puritanical sort of like approach to Tumblr, which like is objectively not what Tumblr even is. Yeah. So now it's back because Read the nipple once again.
1: I wonder what made them go, let's bring back nudes.
0: I don't know. I wonder if it's sold again to somebody else.
1: Well, I made a Tumblr.
0: Amazing. For Radar Peak. Do amazing.
1: Follow us on Tumblr at Radar Peak.
0: Tumblr.com slash radar peak. That's right. Amazing. Um, there's nothing. Or is on it Radar yet? Peak Pod?
1: It's actually Radar Peak. Uh, same as Patreon. Same as our Patreon. Okay, right. <laughs> um and i was i was browsing and there's like book tumblr bookler Mm -hmm. you know people talking about the books i think you know we'll see i'll try to keep it updated try to keep checking but tumblr is where the kids are at and i was asking the kids also like if you if you had to kill every single social media platform but you could only save one what would it be
0: they saved tumblr
1: they saved tumblr
0: amazing
1: and they really kind of uh what's the word disavow tiktok really like as much time as they spend on tiktok yeah. and as tiktok famous as they honestly all are yeah they're all just like it's so unhealthy
0: is gonna save this planet
1: yeah yeah they, they were like it's really not good for you but then one of them who's really big on tumblr which i was just so grateful for because i was like you have your finger on the pulse of like what the youth are fucking doing yeah. Like i used to be that and now i'm not and it's just so great to like it, it, i now realize like just how infrequently i'm getting the down low from mm-hmm. a gen Z-er. so the new york times actually did a write-up about this like three days ago no i was way. like this has got to be a fucking new york times article yeah but basically there was this huge inside joke on tumblr about the movie called i think it's called gontarov
0: is it the scorsese movie yes yes
1: Okay, wait. Okay, you saw so this.
0: I know about this, but please do me the Gon- honor of telling everybody listening right now
1: about Goncharov. Yes, is, is that the name of it? I think so. So, well, first you should know that I'm um, like, while we were eating dinner, this person, this Gen Z troll. Mm-hmm like just a fucking icon they were like yeah have you seen the movie Goncharov I was like no they were like oh it's Martin Scorsese's best film starring Harvey Keitel Mm -hmm. and Robert De Niro so I was like oh my god wait let me write this down so I like write down (laughs) this is peak trolling Mm -hmm. because then they were merciful enough to be like it's not real they're like the one the, the coolest thing about the movie it was never even made exist. <laughs> i was like what yeah. are you talking about They're, and they explained it to me mm-hmm. and then i was looking it up and I, and then i saw there was a whole new york times article on it and basically there's this movie poster for a movie called goncharov starring harvey Keitel and robert de niro directed mm-hmm. by martin scorsese and the whole thing about it is that it never existed right luckily i have the new york times article pulled up because i was laughing so fucking hard not just at the whole article or like the whole inside joke that tumblr created but then the comments on the new york times article um uh, like someone commented but have you seen the director's cut right and then some like someone was like what do you mean it isn't real and it's like oh my god I roll like right. yeah that's the whole point like and then someone goes i don't care what anyone says for my money goncharov is the greatest gangster movie ever made and if you don't think that then you haven't seen it
0: single-handedly period <laughs>
1: And then someone had a theory about like who made, because basically there is this movie poster that no one knows where it came from. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it came from a a Tumblr page many years ago right. that someone reposted. But no one can, that, that Tumblr page has like kind of like been defunct for yeah. a really long time. So like any attempt to get in contact with like that original poster yeah. has failed. But there's all these theories on like, where it came from and who they were, and then okay, then there's some people. Okay, so this person named Gardner in Rhinebeck, New York. This is in the New York Times comment section. Like right, if,
0: Gardner in Rhinebeck, New York. You're on notice.
1: <laughs> yeah, like if you wanna, if you wanna get riled up, forget Twitter. Go to the New York Times comment section on any given article. Hard like, agree. Right? I mean, like I've never seen so much infighting.
0: These people are insane, insane. in the comments.
1: Gardner says. <clears throat> Like so many other fads, this is just another pointless scam by people with very low self-esteem trying to be hip. Their problem, among many, is that they don't even know what hip means, but they know they want in as early as possible. And then someone named Magpies and Crows responds at Gardner. Why, back in my day, art only existed if it was paid for by a robber baron or the pope these whippersnappers with their street art and communal sea shanties don't they know that having fun is a sin <laughs> but like full sarcasm you know yeah. like i was like yes magpies and crows thank you for saying what we're all thinking about fucking magpies Gardner. and crows has
0: entered the chat everybody thank you very much yeah
1: <laughs> So good. oh my god so yeah like it's like boomers entering and actually that reminds me where was i even seeing this Twitter, I started that. Okay. okay. Someone was tw- tweeting about their daughter who's playing a completely made up, decentralized game called Balloons on TikTok. I've seen that You've also. I've seen that as well. Yeah. These kids are fucking geniuses. Yes. It's like, there are no rules. The rules are being figured out or made up as you go. As they go. The goal is to, like, collect your doubloons. You it's keep tracking your doubloons in a fucking Google Excel spreadsheet. But you spreadsheet.
0: also j- just hope that the cat that visits you is giving doubloons and not taking <laughs> them away. Because if it's your first video and they're taking bo- doubloons, you're in debt.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yes, it is an honor system as yeah. well. Like you have to keep track of your own doubloons. Yeah. and I'm just like Gen Z will save us all.
0: Yeah, I'm only up to about eighty thousand doubloons currently, but that's where I. That's oh, where you're I playing. Sit. Yeah. you're in. Yeah,
1: I gotta start playing doubloons. I
0: started. I was I was blessed actually. The, my very first encounter with the doubloon cat was like ten thousand doubloons.
1: Brett, you have your finger on the
0: and I fell at his feet. Pulse. His paws. Of
1: the hottest games. And Accident? inside jokes on the internet. It was like, I brought these up, but you were like, I already know about but both of these.
0: Um, also, that's the perk of being an AI. You exist always.
1: We have just reached singularity. <laughs> <laughs> Brett is frozen. <laughs> I've got Brett. Hold on, guys. I have to restart Brett.
0: Allie, how was your weekend?
1: <laughs> uh, let me play that on loop.
0: Allie, how was your weekend? <laughs> Allie, how was your weekend?
1: Oh fuck it!
0: Oh, this computer!
1: Are you ready to dive in? You, you
0: rebooted me, but I have memory of the past five minutes. So all that being said, you actually get to hold up your end of the bargain this week because it's time to actually log back on to Three Body, the video game.
1: Ooh, are you ready to play? Nah, 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 nah. Are you ready for this? Nah, 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 nah. Welcome to chapter 15 Three Body, Copernicus, Universal Football, and Tri Solar Day. Okay. So I was wait. actually really close when I tried to guess the name Copernicus,
0: of this. Copernicus. Yeah. We've seen Mozi. We've seen Confucius. We've seen King Wen. Mm -hmm. all historical figures.
1: King Wen Wen of Zhao, King Zhao of Wen. Yes.
0: So I'm, I'm like, if Copernicus is here, we've definitely progressed further than the Middle Han Dynasty,
1: right? Because Copernicus was fourteen, late fourteen hundreds, early fifteen hundreds. Okay. So you're not wrong, but we're really gonna get into the nitty gritty this chapter about like, okay, like what what is the time, the significance of like the figures and like when they lived relative to the game. Okay. So without any further ado, let's get into it. Start two one booster ignition and liftoff of the (laughs) station. You are listening to Radar Peak, a three-body podcast reviewing our way through the three-body problem and discussing its real-life parallels. I'm Allie.
0: I'm Brett, and on this week's episode, Wing Meow logs back onto Three-Body the video game with a mission to win. He meets a new cast of familiar philosophers, but can he convince them of his theory of how the universe works? We'll see.
1: Energy unit reporting. All systems go. Cutting unit reporting. All systems go. Amplifier unit reporting. All systems go. Interference monitor unit reporting. Within acceptable range. Begin transmission. Our good old friend Wang has left Ye Wenji's house and he's back. He's ready to log back on to 3body. He
0: needs a distraction. He like he's so empathetic anyway. I mean like after talking to Ye wenji last time, he was like like a sponge that had been wrung out. He totally. was like just emotionally like kind of empty, I feel like.
1: Emotionally drained. I just want to tune out and log on as we all do sometimes, you know? So, but actually this time when he logs on, he has a mission he's not here to just kind of like play by everyone else's rules and like do what some follower of some philosopher is saying and going with their theories he's like this time i'm not fucking around i am gonna reveal the secret of Three body oh so already okay. i'm just like let's go wang
0: come on wang motivated i like this side of him
1: he logs on he decides to change his name his user id okay and he changes it
0: so he's not hiring anymore
1: he's not hiring he's copernicus oh okay so and it's pretty significant symbolically speaking Xi Xin loves that historical symbolism because copernicus Like I said, you know, lived between 1473 and 1543 AD, obviously. Also kind of wild. Copernicus was literally like doing his thing while like Columbus is like killing Native Americans on the other side of the world. (laughs) like just contemporary, Just outspreading smallpox That's all i'm saying yeah. <laughs> it's like we don't really learn history like you know uh in that sort of like we don't get cross sections of history yeah no we go very topic based mm-hmm. so you never know what is happening at the same time as yeah you kind
0: of have to almost like crime thriller tv show like plot it all out on a wall with red string to actually see what was happening around the same time
1: which no one ever does and no one ever tells you to
0: probably that's by design Damn, digressing
1: so copernicus historically is credited with formulating the heliocentric model of the universe blasphemy right and you know just before he dies he publishes a book on the revolutions of the celestial spheres Mm which would later inform galileo as we know right galileo is the one who like figures out the solar system and like you know the world is i don't know
0: not dead center yeah not yeah. dead center
1: but so copernicus is like the very he 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 really sparks the beginning of like a scientific revolution got it and so Wang is coming in hot and he's like call me fucking copernicus love because that. i'm about to start a revolution in this game
0: i love
1: no pun intended yeah you know because like a revolution because yeah. like the planets yeah. revolve <laughs>
0: That's probably like a 5 out of 10.
1: Wang is back on that broad, desolate, empty plain facing the strange morning sky of Three Body as he has the last two times he's played. And again, he sees a colossal pyramid in the east. But it's not Aztec looking and it's not Egyptian looking. Okay. And it's not Han period looking. This time it has this like kind of Gothic style, Ooh. and at the apex, it's like very ornate, church-like almost. Got it. Um, yeah,
0: I was kind of imagining like like cathedral. Yes. Ornamentation kind of thing.
1: Totally. And the dehydratories are also very gothic. They all have these like sharp fires and he starts walking toward the pyramid and he walks in and there are these hashtag men seated around a table just as there were in history and this got me also thinking on a tangent like i was like damn it really has always been men Mm -hmm. writing history and making choices these men are seated around a table all in robes and the description we get is like some of them are looking sort of medieval and some of them are looking kind of like greek and i'm just like okay which is it at one end there's this tall thin man with a crown on his head and and candles are lighting the room it's pretty dimly lit and it's just bright enough for him to perceive that this man with the crown on his head also has a red robe okay and turns out that guy is a priest named pope gregory okay also a historical figure but we'll get to that at this point Wang realizes that the game displays a distinct world for every player. Whoa! And that this world, based on the high middle ages, was chosen by the software, based on his new user ID, Copernicus okay right so it's like he chose this like chinese name last time and that's why he was getting han dynasty warring states period but because this time he chose copernicus he's getting greek high middle ages
0: honestly facebook's metaverse could never
1: could never Right? Everyone's getting their own experience.
0: Wow. Wait, so does that mean that every other player player is is like actually like maybe not another person, but like an AI or like a game generated kind of thing, I wonder?
1: It seems that like, yes, either some or all are computer generated or, and then I was also thinking like, okay, well, you could have a player on the other end who's interacting with you in the same exact way Mm -hmm. and like having the same interactions.
0: But with a different but with a different... Projection of what the exactly, game
1: is. Exactly. The, the UX is different. Wild. Right?
0: That's very solipsistic.
1: Yeah. And it's kind of like a metaphor for yeah. like... Right? Everyone's wow. reality is different. Wow. So red robe guy with the crown on his had introduces himself as Pope Gregory, who was historically the Bishop of Rome and like known as the father of Christian worship. Wow. And like, I believe he was like the patron saint of art... And music. Hmm. Anyways, did a lot of stuff. So this guy's Pope Gregory. He says to Copernicus, he's like, you're late. And Wang is trying to gauge how far this civilization has advanced based on what he remembers of European history, right? Like he's like, "Okay, so we're at the Middle Ages. Right. But the truth is, and it literally says this in the book, the truth is the three body game is so full of anachronisms that he decides it's not worth the effort to try to figure out how far they've gotten. Got it. So that answered like so many of my questions of like, wait a second, Copernicus. I guess but at the same time pope gregory right i think we can gather that they are further along than the han yeah dynasty yeah
0: because the han dynasty was like 200 ish bc right. to like 200 something ce so
1: they're like 1200 years ahead of that yeah at least so yeah he's like all right whatever we're, we're somewhere we're, we're further along i don't know how far along and then a man speaks up <clears> and, <throat> and it turns out this man is aristotle and aristotle says you changed your user id but I recognize you from the two previous civilizations. Okay, He's got like a head of white curls and yeah, it's Aristotle. Wang is like, yep, that's me. I witnessed the destruction of two civilizations, mm-hmm. one from extreme cold and another from a blazing sun. And I also saw the tremendous efforts of great scholars of the East, uh, you know, to, to master the motions of the sun right or to master the laws governing the sun's motions and there's this skinny ass man with the goatee who's like ha 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 stupid eastern scholars trying to understand the motion of the sun through meditation and dreams and prophecy what a bunch of hooey who do you think is saying this
0: is it like a character that's like in line with mm-hmm. the other two
1: mm-hmm. think the statues at the griffith park observatory
0: james dean
1: no but good guess (laughs) because there is a bust of james dean almost directly across from these massive statues
0: galileo it's
1: galileo amazing so it's cocky ass galileo who's Mm -hmm. like fuck the east he's like super xenophobic i should be doing italian accent for uh galileo that's okay no i'm gonna do one (laughs)
0: Uh, I'm making a pizza. Yeah.
1: Aristotle's like, I'm so sorry. This is Galileo. He advocates for observation mm-hmm. and experiment. He's not very imaginative between you and me. But his results warrant attention. And Wing is like, you know, Mozi did the same thing. He was observing the sky. He had all those telescopes. And Galileo is like, Mozi was all Eastern. Nothing more than a mystic dressed as a scientist. And constructed his whole model based on fantasy. See, it's getting a little kazakhstan it's
0: kind of yeah you're going between like lady gaga and house of gucci and like i don't know somebody playing like a russian
1: like, yeah, I moms, was getting russian. like
0: jennifer lawrence and red sparrow or something i just need
1: to reset so galileo's like i feel sorry for the man <laughs> <laughs> we are different me and him i have a data experiments I make strict logical conclusions to build a model of the universe, testing and testing and testing. Wing is like true, true, yeah. No, I'm I'm of the same belief system. I also believe in, you know, hard, cold science. Yeah,
0: I mean applied research. Applied
1: research. Run the experiment. Yeah. What is the scientific the
0: scientific method? Yeah. I know the scientific method, but all I can
1: There's like two variables, you know. All, all
0: my I can... all my neural networks can pull up for me right now is PEMDAS. <laughs> I'm trying to pull up, you know, without using this computer that's in front of me. I'm trying to pull up the scientific method, but all I can pull out of the data bank is PEMDAS.
1: Brett, you're doing a really good job at convincing everyone you're not an AI, but you can't fool me.
0: I'm trying really hard.
1: Singularity has been reached. Brett is pretending like he doesn't know anything but PEMDAS. (laughs) So yeah, Wang is like, "True. Yeah, I'm of the same belief. I'm an applied scientist. I'm all about the scientific method. I need to be able to see it. I need to be able to prove it." The Pope, mockingly, is like, "Well, then where's your calendar system?" Yeah, old Greg. <laughs> old Greg. Wang is like, "Uh, I don't I didn't I don't have one. I don't have a calendar system. I didn't bring a calendar, but I have brought something even better. I have brought a model of the solar system." built on observation. And even if my model is correct, it's still not certain that by using my model that anyone will be able to master the precise details of the sun's motion in order to create a calendar. Oh, right. And there's like a single slow clap. We just love that. Coming from Galileo. Of course. Galileo is like, excellent Copernicus. You're a real pragmatist. You approach its... Truly, what is lacking in most scholars? On this alone, your theory is worth hearing. Pope nods. Greg is like, "Fine. I mean, all right. Go ahead. Let's hear what he has to say." Mm-hmm. So Wang stands up, and I, I literally picture him like being almost like a CEO, like like pulling out one of those pointers, yeah. and then he's like, "Exhibit A,"
0: or like Katie Porter in a in a congressional hearing with her whiteboard. Yes, exactly. We so, stand
1: easel. If you will just look over here, mm-hmm. and he like clicks the a little PowerPoint up, and uh, he connects to the Wi-Fi, and <laughs> he's like, it's actually quite simple. Now, get ready for this. Wang describes his model of the three-body world okay. based on his own observational data. He says, the reason why the sun's motion seems patternless is because our world has three suns. Ooh influence of their mutual gravitational attractions mm-hmm. make their movements unpredictable. Okay, right. Hence, the three body problem. hmm When the planet revolves around one of these suns in a stable orbit, we get a stable era. But when one or more of the other suns moves within a certain distance, their gravitational pull will snatch that planet away from the sun it's orbiting, causing it to wander unstably through the gravitational field of three suns. Right. Hence, chaotic era. Yeah, wow. Then he says, after an uncertain amount of time, you know, we are temporarily pulled back into a stable era again, but there's no way to predict when or how, as far as I can tell. He says, this is like a football game at the scale of the universe. Wow. And he means like a soccer game for all us Americans listening. He's like, this is like a soccer game at the scale of the universe where the players are the three suns and our planet is the ball, Mm. right? And you just see it like the planet being kicked between these suns. There's a few giggles (laughs) snickering from the table of men, the knights of the round table. And then finally the Pope speaks up and he says, burn him to death. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) yes Pope Gregory's like um burn him wow burn him to death I just love that I love how casual Pope Gregory is eh heresy (laughs) you know and also
0: the pope would order somebody to be killed because of some kind of scientific heresy
1: you just wait and galileo agrees he's like yes burn him i had hope but you are nothing but another mystic or warlock aristotle is actually also in agreement he's like yeah what a fucking nuisance this guy what? is full of shit no one believes him
0: at two aristotle
1: yeah right at two <laughs> wing is like wait 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 let me finish mm-hmm. wing is like let me finish shrugging off soldiers that are, you know, going in to, like, siege him and put him up on a pyre. Galileo is like, have you seen three sons or know anybody who has? What observational data is this? Not an Italian accent. <laughs> Wing is like, yes. Yes we all have the sun we see at different times is not always the same sun
0: right okay yeah right it's only one of the three
1: and when the other two suns are far away they look like the flying stars Mm -hmm. galileo is like you lack basic training according to the theory then we should also be seeing the sun gradually shrink into a flying star as it moves away from us right right and we never see that wing is like well mr Galileo. he's like please call me galileo he's like okay gee he's like you're a learned man you surely know about the composition of the sun don't you galileo is like The sun is made of a gaseous outer layer
0: <laughs> you know what that was we can we can abandon
1: german uh, no it, w- it
0: was bartok the bat from the movie anastasia oh <laughs>
1: How many times have you seen that movie?
0: I mean, not since I was a child, but like it's imprinted. Good memory. I mean, not since before I was uploaded into this current corporeal form. Right.
1: Anyways, Galileo is like, duh, the sun is made of gaseous outer layer and a dense, hot inner core. And Wang is like, correct. But apparently you haven't discovered the special optical interaction between the outer gaseous layer and our planet's atmosphere. Hmm. So, apparently, when we view the sun from within our planet's atmosphere, this gaseous outer layer becomes transparent at a certain distance and invisible, mm. so that we can only see the bright inner core. So. The sun appears to be only the size of the flying star, but is in fact bigger than that. We just can't see its gaseous outer layer. We're
0: too close. We're
1: too close. Got it. It's a phenomenon that has confused every civilization through history and prevented them from discovering the three suns. And, and wow. now you understand why the three stars herald a period of extreme cold. Because when we can see all three stars, all three suns are super far away yeah. from our planet. Wow. Okay. Got it. Dead silence. Then Aristotle speaks up again. He says, according to your theory, we should sometimes see three normal-sized suns as well in the sky, but that's never happened Hmm. in all of the recorded histories of all of the civilizations. Do you want to guess why? Or like, what would you respond to Aristotle?
0: Ooh, well, I feel like the answer should be obvious.
1: It kind of is.
0: And why is the reason we've never seen all three that are the same size like
1: like more regular size like not super like far regu- away but just size. like three in the sky all at once
0: i would i mean i i would say maybe because the i mean the nature of the three body problem is that when there's three orbital bodies it's impossible to predict
1: so you just think like it just so happens that they, they've never seen it's because
0: three. it's chaos and there's no way to actually like
1: see all three at once
0: predict yeah, not that it doesn't happen, but like right. not to a level like if you were going to go like place a bet or like gamble or something on it, like and be a wasted bet because there's no way to actually like accurately predict.
1: I would say you're 10% right. A voice screams and goes, "Wait!" A man in a strange long hat with a long long beard speaks up for the first time he says my name is leonardo da vinci except italian there may be some historical records one civilization saw two sons and was immediately destroyed by their combined heat but the record was very vague Galileo's like we're talking about three sons da vinci not the due wang is like three sons have appeared and people have seen them but those who saw that only lived a few seconds because they melted and yeah she's like you know anyone who sees three suns in the sky only lived a few seconds at most try solar day is the most terrifying catastrophe for this world wow the planet would turn into a smelting furnace in a fucking second hot enough to melt rocks. An eon would pass after Tri-Solar Day without any life or civilization. Yet another reason why there's no historical record of a Tri-Solar phenomenon. Silence once again. Everyone looks at Pope Gregory, and Pope Gregory, having heard all of this, finally says, Burn him!
0: (laughs) Still unconvinced.
1: (laughs) He's just like, doesn't want to hear it. Wow He's like burn this heretic And Wang notes that the smile of the Pope Reminds him of the smile of King Zhao of Shang (gasps) Got it So same character
0: Got it Very Westworld But different
1: like clothes The
0: entities are being recycled and repurposed Totally Got it Okay wow
1: And suddenly Da Vinci starts scribbling something. I don't even fucking know what. And all of this like commotion starts and like people are celebrating, there's music playing, like there's just a lot happening. He's given the order. Wang has said everything he possibly can. Wang is basically getting tied up by these soldiers. They bring in a pyre. There's a charred body already on the pyre. And they're like untying that body and casting it aside. And Aristotle is like, that was Giordani Bruno. (laughs) (laughs) And do you know who Giordani Bruno was? No. He doesn't get a lot of like airtime in terms of like history. Okay. But he was an Italian philosopher, mathematician, poet, as they all were, cosmological theorist and hermetic occultist, Uh, which I fucking love. And I I didn't read enough up on that, but I would love to read a book on the hermetic occultism of Giordani Bruno. And if you know anything about him, please tweet at us. But basically, he... Extended the Copernican model, proposing that the stars were distant suns surrounded by planets of their own and he raised this possibility that these planets might foster life of their own like yeah. he was really wow. ahead of his time yeah he came up with like what's called cosmic pluralism that like we are not the only fucking yeah. solar system and wow. life form in the universe and he also insisted that the universe was infinite and had no center mm. he, right like up until then Copernicus is like we Which, are the center of the universe true true like Wild. and Bruno was in fact burned at the stake during the Inquisition because he was found guilty wow 1600 of heresy yeah by the roman inquisition on charges of denial of like you know all sorts of catholic doctrines and the trinity and the divinity and the virginity you know all the the and he was sort of like like the, the church considered him to be sort of pantheistic got it you know he also had Certain beliefs about like reincarnation, Mm. but he gained considerable fame after his death. Many 20th century commentators regarded him as a martyr for science. Yeah, it's really interesting. He's an interesting fascinating. Yeah, his case still is considered a landmark in the history of free thought and the emerging sciences. And he also came up with this idea that like the universe was filled with a substance like an an aether oh he's where the ether comes from Mm -hmm. got it okay that offered no resistance to heavenly bodies and yeah that they moved with their own momentum yeah and he like fully abandoned the idea of this hierarchical universe right which was obviously heretical so wow fucking cool but so his charred body is getting untied from the pyre as Wayne is stepping up we don't talk about bruno i know (laughs) ciao bruno so the pope smiles that creepy ass smile and you what he says keep the fire low it's like okay so the soldiers are tying up wang and they're staking him they're tying him to the stakes using these ropes made of asbestos and wang points to the pope and he's like you're nothing but a program as for the rest of you you're either programs or you're idiots
0: wait is that dangerous because like in the past he's not even been able to like acknowledge the fact that he's wearing a v-suit right and he's just like straight up calling the game a program
1: yeah and he's like i'll log back if you kill me i will just log back on galileo cackles he's like you can't log back on you'll disappear forever from the world of three body and then wang is like well then you must be a computer. A normal person would understand the basics of the fucking internet. Right. You know, like the most this game can do is record my IP address. I'll just switch computers and make a new ID yeah. and announce myself. And then someone's like, the system did a retinal scan of your eye through the V suit. Actually, that's Da Vinci who says that, looking at Wing and... uh And then he returns to, like, his calculations. I don't know what the fuck he is scribbling. And I will tell you right now, we don't find out what he is scribbling. Maddening. You know, Uh, though,
0: it's like how since, I mean, since this whole thing is very solipsistic anyway, solipsism, if you're not aware, which, like, you are. But listeners, if you're not aware, solipsism is the idea that, like... You, right now, listening to this podcast, are the only conscious entity in the entire galaxy. And every other person, animal, being that you encounter is just either an extension of your own consciousness or they are some sort of like non-playing background character to this version of life that you're going through which is a terrifying
1: it's a fucked up way to walk theory
0: to even think about but also it's like yeah how lonely to like go about your life that way
1: and i do i mean i do think it is true that your experience of the world is the only thing that exists
0: sure because it's but why it's why like truth is people. actually subjective to who's experiencing right. it but what i mean but is but you are not the only i think this we are is, not
1: a projection of you
0: yeah but so I your think experience this is,
1: is a projection of you
0: yeah i think this is galileo just kind of being like a like a playing non-playing character like maybe the notes don't matter
1: do you think like he's the a points program? on whose line is it anyway yeah yeah you think he's a program, or you think he's?
0: No, I mean, I think the action of whatever he's scribbling, like it doesn't actually maybe oh, matter yeah, yeah, what he's yeah, scribbling. Totally. It's just it's in his coding. Like now, I have to be busy.
1: Yes. What are those called in RPGs? This is also like a trend on TikTok.
0: NPC. Yes. Non-playing. Character. Oh,
1: you literally said it. Yeah. I love NPC TikTok. RPG.
0: Well, I mean, technically, Three Body is an RPG. It's a role-playing. Right.
1: Game. I love that. Right. They're just giving him like a behavior. Have you seen the people like pretending they are in Grand Theft Auto and stuff? Yes. It's so realistic. already Or like those like choose your player videos. Mm-hmm. I love those too. So they're like Da Vinci scribbling and he's like you know, we took a retinal scan of you and Wang is seized by terror and he's like, stop, let me go. Like, I'm telling the truth. Like, why don't you listen to me? This is real. You know, this is how the model of the universe is. Like, yeah. I told the truth and no one will listen to him. They're tying him up to the stake. He's going to be burned to a crisp and Aristotle grins and he's like, listen, buddy, if you're telling the truth, then you won't be burned to death. The game rewards those on the right path.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: I'm like, okay, computer. But we're still going to try. Yeah, yeah. Aristotle... Wow. I love this anachronism. Aristotle takes out a Zippo lighter.
0: Okay. Okay. I'm uh, just like, okay. fuck
1: yeah, three body. Like, I just love how they're just smashing together. Things. All bets are off. Yeah, at this exactly. Point. Yeah. It's like he takes out a fucking Zippo lighter, flicks hmm. it and lights the the firewood around Wing. Uh, Well, he's about to light the firewood piled around Wing. When suddenly, a red light fills the entrance of the tunnel, followed by a wave of heat and smoke. And a horse comes galloping in on, on, and it's on fire. And the wind whips this flame horse into a ball of flames. And the rider of the horse is a knight in heavy armor, who's glowing red from the heat. And he's dragging this like line of white smoke behind him. And basically he's just like screaming and Wing is able to get outside and everyone runs outside. It's like a scene from Game
0: of Thrones.
1: Yeah, totally. And Wing runs out and he sees just disaster. Rocks melting into lava. Oh
0: no, it's dry solar day. It is
1: dry fucking solar day. Christ. Hark the bells are ringing All three suns are alive This is the song I imagine that's playing. Yeah. And the whole planet is on fire. Ugh. And he looks out and he sees Aristotle and Galileo and Leonardo and they're all looking up at the suns and they're chanting in unison with their hands up in the air. Try solar. Day! Right? <laughs> and lava is snaking across the ground, and the dehydrators are burning blue. The earth... is hot. Yeah, really fucking hot. And Wang sees three gigantic suns spinning around an invisible origin, what is described as being sort of like a three-bladed fan blowing deadly wind. Oh. Finally, a text appears on screen. Civilization number 183 was destroyed by a tri-solar day. Wow. This civilization had advanced to the Middle Ages. Wow. After a long time, life and civilization will begin again and progress once more through the unpredictable world of Three-Body. But, in this civilization, Copernicus successfully revealed the basic structure of the universe. Okay. The civilization of Three-Body will take its first leap. <gasps> the game has now entered the second level. We invite you to log on to the second level of Three-Body. Wow. Right? Level two. Level up. Level up. Okay. Wow. Wang did it.
0: Like what possibly is coming in level two?
1: Right? What? (laughs) It's like... Right. It's like, okay, I guess... He figured out...
0: Because I'm like, wasn't that the whole... Well, I guess... Yeah, wasn't that the whole point of the, the game? The whole point of the game, I thought, was like to try to... Figure out the structure of the universe. a calendar, I guess, and figure out like how time works. But if you know...
1: Well, I guess that's level two. Is maybe. make the calendar. Because
0: like, I guess if you know you exist within a three-body universe, then you can sort of at least use those mathematical formulae of orbital mechanics to sort of like, you know, sort-ish come up with a rough schedule of like when and where civilization should take place place
1: right so
0: maybe that's what's next
1: maybe i mean listen the next chapter is called the three body problem oh, it's boy. the titular chapter so i'm pumped i feel like we're finally arriving but i know we're not like we're still only beginning but like this is where the book just starts to fucking take you in because it's like now my friends my dear friends who are listening you know what Brett and I have been sitting on for so long, which finally. is the God, meaning of it. the three-body problem. Yeah. This so is the three-body problem.
0: Finally, yeah, the actual the title, the three-body problem. Assuming you haven't done any sort of like right. reading or googling or whatever, the three-body problem or the n-body problem, because it's not just about three bodies, but
1: right. three
0: is where it starts to get dicey and right. up. Obviously, I guess
1: there are four-body problems.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it could go. You know, the universe is infinite, so it's the 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 problem. In in orbital mechanics is called the n body problem um, meaning when you have more than two orbiting bodies there's
1: an unpredictable orbit there
0: is an element of chaos and unpredictability so like when you think about our solar system. solar system and how sort of perfectly spaced all the planets are from the sun the moons nothing is crashing into anything else everything is stable like very very stable mathematically that should not be the case we should either have far less planets no planets shouldn't exist like it's very strange that there's this planet called Earth existing in the Goldilocks zone of its star not too hot not too cold, also with all the right elements to foster life. And also, it's extremely biodiverse.
1: It's so crazy. And like the other planets, like, I mean, we, we all remember the model of the solar system that they showed us in elementary school or whatever. Like, what is the biggest planet in our solar system? Jupiter. Because it's interesting that we don't end up in orbit with the other planets, you know? we're all orbiting the sun.
0: Yeah, but I mean I think that's I think that's just because the sun is so actually massive. Right,
1: that's what I'm saying.
0: That I mean we obviously every every planet in the solar system. I'm even going to count Pluto because I, we my heart will Pluto. always have a special place in it save for Pluto. Totally. Um, they all have enough mass to hold themselves together and the sun is so massive. It's not like there's anything in our immediate solar system vicinity that's competing with the sun. Right. So until the day comes that something at least as big as if not bigger than the sun comes along also barring some like rogue planet that's just out wandering on its own that's maybe been kicked out of its own star system. Whoa. The planets should all stay relatively where they are. Though keeping in mind, the moon is slowly moving away from the Earth. It is. So eventually the Earth will lose the moon.
1: Oh my God.
0: But to answer your question, and this is from uh Vox.com. Heard of it? Jupiter, the largest planet in the solar system has a diameter of about eighty seven thousand miles. Okay. And even Jupiter is tiny compared to the sun, which is roughly 10 times wider than Jupiter at about 864,000 miles. Wow. And
1: and what's the diameter of the Earth?
0: 7,917 and a half.
1: Wow. And Jupiter again?
0: Jupiter is 87,000.
1: Oh my God! And
0: the sun is 864,000
1: oh my god like i
0: get claustrophobic thinking about a non-stop flight to new york so i need to actually stop thinking about the sun right now
1: oh yeah she's massive Brett and i hate flying <laughs> we hate traveling the planet but we love travel but we hate flying
0: i'm not built for space travel i already know this about myself
1: why which part you gotta wear those pre- those those compression socks <laughs> any of it
0: like the compression socks the having to like use the toilet and the built-in like pathways oh my inside my space suit also
1: the like the 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 taste palette that gets like totally nulled also reportedly
0: space smells like searing meat what and if you could taste it it tastes like raspberries
1: what wow brett how's your battery doing
0: i'm okay i'm plugged in
1: good guys you know when you design your ai to be just so adorable that you start empathizing for it i think we talked about this last week you did brett just has the most cute little eyes and i it's so easy for me to forget that they're just my ais yeah exactly it's so easy for me to forget that they're just a bunch of microprocessors and
0: they're 8k cameras i can see your retinas right now
1: remind me to shut you off before i go to sleep
0: (laughs) request noted
1: Anything else you want to say before we log off tonight, Brett?
0: Mm. Well, the only immediate thing, it's kind of creepy how like it's already uncanny, right? Like being in a video game that's like now obviously run by AI because it's like self-generating itself based on when in history you're putting yourself with your screen name. Mm -hmm. But like how creepy must it be to have the AI like look at you and like actually address the fact that like you're in this game but not part of this game and like hear from somewhere else. Right.
1: And to like know, be able to like address all of your sort of like safety nets, and like the and, fact that it knows still that that's you.
0: really unsettling, so
1: manipulative. So
0: I'm still like, we still, who made this game? We don't know yet, right? Nope,
1: we don't. Why? It has why to be it exists? Facebook. How it's really... <laughs> has to be facebook just
0: like absolutely data harvesting yeah so now that's what i'm thinking about because like in the past i had all these questions about like what was happening on radar peak what was really going on for the red coast project now i just want to know like who made this game for what purpose we figured out the three body problem at least that's what's going on so now i'm like okay i i just want answers
1: Yes. Also, like, Sishin Liu has... Like, we have learned so much now about these various threads of plot yeah right like we've got the number countdown we've got the three body video game we've got Ye g at the red coast base these aren't going to remain unrelated if okay. you've ever read a book in your life yeah. right like books braid but it's amazing how far we've come with like keeping these narratives totally separate yeah so i'm at the point where i'm just like wait okay how are these all going to intersect
0: yeah i think i have an idea but I'm, I'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil it
1: yeah no doubt. well well in
0: the meantime follow us on tiktok follow us on tumblr
1: follow us on twitter
0: stay connected when you yeah when you join us on twitter at radar peak pod and also if you haven't yet we would be so grateful if you joined us as a subscriber on our patreon at patreon.com slash radar peak
1: it's really a service to you though it's you know you'll you'll thank yourself
0: and then we'll thank you
1: Don't spend all your money on gifts for other people.
0: Even though every corporation will tell you to do so, ignore them.
1: Hide your cash. Only
0: spend your money with us by subscribing to our Patreon. That's
1: right. Have a holly jolly radar peak week. And you can finally start saying happy holidays.
0: Yeah, we're going to perpetuate the war on Christmas. Happy holidays to everybody. (laughs) All right. Well, in the meantime, I'm Allie. I'm Brett. And we invite you to log on in the future. Brett, turn off. You've been listening to Radar Peak, a three-body podcast. Subscribe and download on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify so you never miss an episode. And for exclusive content we might not have time for, subscribe to our Patreon. One last thing before you go. If you enjoyed today's episode, leave a review and tell your friends about us. Join in on the conversation when you follow us on Twitter at Radar Peak Pod. See you there.